Hi, and welcome to More Human, More Resources, the HR podcast for entrepreneurs. I'm Vicki Brown, your host and CEO of Vidominale Enterprises. As a serial entrepreneur, I understand that having the right expert help has been critical to my success. That's why I'm dedicated to telling you, in plain language, what's going on in the world of HR that might impact your business and what you need to do about it with real actionable tips to help you master that list of must-dos and grow your leadership muscle. First things first, the information contained in this podcast is provided for general purposes only and is not to be considered legal advice. Your decision to adopt or not adopt any practice or procedure mentioned in this podcast is solely yours and we bear no responsibility for the outcome. We urge you to always consult legal counsel and other appropriate licensed professionals. And with that, let's get into the show. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 30. In this week's episode, our question of the day is, should I give employee references? You know, Sally was a great employee, but now she's leaving you and wants to know if prospective employers can call you for a reference. What should you do? While I know that, particularly for good performers, your first inclination is to say an enthusiastic, of course, but stop and take a beat. Employee references are more complicated than they appear. Sure, you may want to help Sally move forward in her career, but the reality is you also have to keep an eye on protecting the company. Any reference from an employee at a manager level or above is representing the company, so there's more to think of than initially meets the eye. When you think of getting or giving a reference for a former team member, you probably think of just telling the prospective employer what the job was, what they did for you, and how skilled they were or weren't. After all, honesty is the best policy and the best defense, right? Well, not so fast. Let me ask you, can you successfully walk the tightrope between an untrue factual statement and an opinion? Well, if you're giving a negative reference, one of those could expose the company to liability for defamation. The difference between he was late all the time and there were many times she was late could be the difference between a lawsuit or not. Would you want to worry about parsing your words that carefully on a phone call? I'm an experienced HR professional and I wouldn't. And remember, even if you are just being honest, you'll still have to spend money to defend a claim. Another thing to consider, any reference should be in context. If the company terminated or negotiated an out package for the employee and someone who was not involved in that process gives a glowing reference, it could expose the company because it sends a mixed message. For that, among other reasons, all references, even letters, should be run by HR first. So what should you as a business owner do about the whole reference question? Well, first up, have a policy. You know, there isn't a world where dealing with references on an ad hoc basis puts your company in a good position. Now, in the world of HR, we would, of course, prefer that all references go through HR without exception. But I know that in the real world, that rarely happens. So the first thing you should think about is a phone reference versus letter references because phone references tend to be on demand. It can leave too much open to interpretation and someone's memory of what was said. 
And there's the question of whether or not you tell the person that someone asked for a reference on them. For all those reasons, we have a policy of providing written-only references. We'll either fill out the form many reference-seeking companies will send. We only provide the employment equivalent of name, rank, and serial number. You know, dates of employment, job title, and sometimes salary. Although in many states, it's not legal to ask for prior salary. Or we'll send them a letter with that information. We don't get into quality of work or performance questions. We do allow reference letters provided to the departing employee, but before that letter gets into their hands, there are lots of things to think about and lots of boxes to tick. Any reference letter should again state name, rank, and serial number. You might also want to include the most recent or significant job responsibilities. And if the person did do good work, then stick to what you observed again, in relation to those job responsibilities, and use specific examples if you can. Steer clear of personality assumptions, either positive or negative. She's shy but does great work, or he sometimes has a bad attitude. Wandering into that type of purely subjective territory can cause problems. Now, you may take issue with me around the bad attitude statement. Most clients do. You may think, I know he has a bad attitude because I can see it. Everybody can see it. I would simply challenge you with are you observing the attitude or are you observing specific behaviors that you don't like, such as not taking direction or not showing flexibility or communicating poorly to colleagues and customers. On a side note, yes, I do know I sound like I've lapsed into HR Westworld territory, but the fact of the matter is you can and most likely will be challenged on how do you know someone's attitude. And the answer is, you don't. What you do know, what you can observe, are a series of unwanted behaviors. Okay, back to the reference question. Let's chat a little about social media. Actually, all social media, but particularly LinkedIn. Their recommendation feature is a stealth time bomb. People ask for and are given recommendations from managers, etc., on LinkedIn all the time. But again, even if they don't know it, those statements are considered representations from the company. So if that employee has performance issues that you have to deal with later on, those recommendations may very well come into play and not in a good way. So again, having a policy that allows for written references only, either by form or a letter from your company, requiring that all references be reviewed by HR before release and prohibiting managers from doing social references for people on their teams, you put the company in a good position to be protected. By the way, one big stop sign to all this is if the employee was suspected of or found to have been engaged in serious misconduct, sexual harassment, or workplace violence, or if you are legally required to provide information, such as for law enforcement jobs. In those cases, absolutely do not take this on yourself. Consult legal counsel before you respond to any inquiry. Why? because you could actually face liability if you don't disclose certain information. Different states have different laws on the subject, so again, always check with counsel. If you found this information helpful, please leave a review and tell a friend. Thanks for spending the time. Until next week, same time, same place.